And even as Ginger was watching, a huge crocodile appeared from the deep and put, and, and, and he had two nice little Nazi morsels to choose from, and he chose Von Stitzen and, uh, and dragged him down you know, and turned him around in a death roll. And uh, Von Stahlein escaped to the other side and clambered, scrambled, clawed his way up onto the bank, like that, you know, and, uh, and disappeared into the bush where all the jungle bunnies are, who are going to put him in a pot and eat him. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Uh, I was changing all that sort of stuff for my son. Uh, as I was reading, I just forgot just then. Uh, all right. Um, so, um, the jungle bunnies, you know, oh, sorry, whatever they call, whatever Captain W.E. Johns in that racist era used to call you know, we know them now by another name. Uh, indigenous Americans, you know? Indigenous America, American, um, Amerindians, you know. South American indigenous people. Yeah. And, uh, and we go there now and we say, oh, you know, you can just have a beer with them and they're fine. You know, here's me reading Captain W.E. John's books. Yeah, and they're just regular people, you know. They go, hey, g'day, how are you? Come in and have a cup of tea. You know, that sort of thing. That's what they're really like. And then, um, and I get very confused every time I go to South America these days, you know. And um, I head bush, I head jungle, I head jungle. And I go into the jungle and, you know, I say, ooh, where are these potbelly, you know, um, cannibals? Oh, they're around here somewhere. You know, I'm curious because I've always read about those guys. And then someone just appears. Hey, good day. How are you, mate? Uh, hello. Have you seen any um, cannibals around here? Because I've just, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on a mission, a bucket list, to track down all the peoples that I read, read about in Biggles' book. Ah, I read that too, he says. Oh, did you? Do you know where they are? Yeah, he said. That's me. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. Uh, do you want to have a cup of tea? He said to me, you know. That's what the last one said to me when I was over there. And I said, yeah. And I said, so have you read this, these Beagles books? He said, yeah, 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 we read them. But I switched it all around and I, I made everybody um, Paraguayans, Paraguayans. I made everyone um, Argentinians, you know. Um, where was that river? Uruguay. I made everyone Uruguayans, you know. It was on the border of Uruguay. Oh, I think it was... Now, the Biggles book, I think, had Dr. Liebgarten. Oh, that was another Nazi in the book. And von Stahlein and von Stitzen, they were running a sort of concentration camp somewhere at, I think it was where Argentina, Paraguay, and um, Uruguay meet. Maybe Bolivia was in there, but my South American geography is terrible. But get a map out, you know. Is there a bit of jungle there, a lot of jungle there in a river, where Paraguay, Uruguay, 
an Argentina guy meet. Yeah? Um, and that's where the book is set. Yeah? Anyway, um, so I went there. You know, right on the border of those three countries, I was there. There's a, there's a little white stick there. It said, you are, you know, put each of your three legs on all, on three sides of this stick and <laughs> you'll be in three countries at once, you know. Play a game of Twister. Put one hand down and two, you know, one hand down in Paraguay, one leg in Argentina and one leg in um, the other joint. Uruguay, you know, and anyway, this guy had a house right there, and he said, um, yeah, come in, have a cup of tea, yeah, and he said, we read the Biggles books uh, to our kids too, but we switch it all around. Well, thank God for that, I got interrupted. It's always a blessing when I get interrupted. It's a blessing whenever I get interrupted, uh, because I get on a roll, and I don't, even I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm not accountable for any of it. Oh, dear. Anyway, so, um, yes, my friend, uh, who, you know, in my mind, uh, he um, said, we switch it all around. We read the Beagle's books, but I, you know, uh, we make all the... Every time Captain W.E. Johns mentions uh, black Africans... Yeah. We switch them for Englishmen. Oh, I said, oh, that'll be an interesting read. I should try that myself. And um, every time we have an Englishman, well, we switch that to, you know, us. You know. Um, and, you know, every time, a, you know, we change, Biggles is, is, Biggles is Uruguayan, you know, when we read the books. And um, we switch it all around. It's a really interesting read, he said. It's, it's, it's a bloody funny book. You know, when you read it like that, you should try. I said, I will, you know. And I said, all right. So um, in the old Biggles books, you know, you usually had the Englishmen, you know. They were the cultured uh, and good, morally good people. Um, and uh, and the Germans, the Germans were evil and clever. The English were good and clever. Um Africa, Negroes, stupid, you know, that's, that's Captain W.E. Johns, um, and, you know, always willing to play, be the guards, you know, you can actually force them to be, if you've got a concentration camp, what you do is, you, if you're a Nazi, you have yourself in charge, obviously, you know, um, and then you, you, all the guards need to be Negroes, okay, that's the magic formula, and then in the jungles, um, you just have the absolute savages, you know what I mean? They're, they're the American Indians. And he said, yeah, yeah, I know about that. That's us. Yeah, we're the American Indians. So we're the savages in the woods, you know. Uh, because the word savages, I looked it up once, it means in woods people, you know, people from the woods. And it's an old Roman term, Latin term. Uh, and it's what the Romans called the people who lived in the woods. And I think it was to the south of Rome in the early days of Rome, you know, before Rome had sort of spread any, had even taken the rest of Italy, you know. Uh, so the people in the woods were the savages, you know, um, and, you know, uh, so they were the savages at that time, you know. The, if, if you were anywhere but in Rome proper, you were a savage, you know. 
and then we, you know, it's just a term really, isn't it? People in the woods. Um, okay. And he says, yep, so my American Indian friend, my Amerindian friend, um, in my mind, um, he says, yeah, we switch it all around and you can really, um, you can, uh, now, and I said, uh, all right, well, who is, who are the jungle bunnies? Now, you guys. And he said, oh, those guys are, well, he said, we make them the Irish. I said, you bastard! Well, yeah, I could uh, soften my language a little bit. But then if I did, yeah, the punch I'm trying to give Captain W.E. Johns here, <laughs> that almost sound American, um, would be less. I want to ridicule him properly. You're trying to make it such, you're trying to limit my vocabulary so, so that I can't ridicule that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the problem with using softer language. It's very hard to uh, really sink the boot in. Um, yeah, I don't think you should chop my knees off like that. You know? I think you should let me go. Or I should let you go. You, know? <laughs> you can go to another podcast if you like. You don't have to listen to mine. Now that's an interesting thing. He's actually sort of spinning. You know, like a, um, like a pig on a spit. You know, that's another example of that where you've got a pig and you're just turning the handle, you know, and the pig's going round and round and the vegans are crying their eyes out, you know, that sort of thing. Um, no one's crying their eyes out for Von Stitzen, though, because he's a Nazi and he deserves it. Um, yeah. Uh, Biggles is a good guy, though. Um, now, so the crocodile's got, what's his name, Von Stitzen, in a barrel roll. Just spinning, 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 you know. Is that crocodile doing any work on um, Von Stitzen? Well, I think the answer is yes, but you know I haven't done that formula for a long time. It's all to do with angular momentum. You know, he's, he's, well, angular forces, you know. Um, because um, around his centre of axis, this pig, this Von Stitzen, this Nazi, right, this pig on a stick. This Nazi on a crocodile. Um, he's just rotating, you know. We're just waiting for him to drown. Ginger's on the banks saying, hey. He's looking at his watch saying, should we drown? Yeah, three minutes, yeah. Give it a bit more, crocodile! Uh, that crocodile was doing work on, on Paul. Paul Stitson, and that crocodile was working hard. He, he was exerting a force on Paul Stitson, the Nazi, uh, because he was um, he was rolling him around, and uh, to roll someone around, you do need to exert a force, but. Uh, we have a special word for rolling around force. As distinct from pushing force. Look, they're all forces. They all get measured in newtons. So, uh, when you're pushing a, a granite block 
along a road to get it off the road because it's blocking traffic. You know, some protester has put it there. When you're pushing that rock, uh, you are pushing it with, you know, what we call linear force in a line. You know, pushing it in a line. It doesn't have to be a straight line, but basically a line. You know, from, from point A to point B. You know. If you're an idiot, you can, you can do it in a zigzag fashion. If you're getting paid by the hour, you can push the rock a little bit left and a little bit right, a little bit left, zigzag it off the road. Um, it'll take you longer and you'll get paid more if you're getting paid by the hour. Yeah, but if you're getting paid by the meter, ooh, you'll get paid more that way too. Oh, that's interesting. Um, wow. Work equals force times distance. Now, if you're getting paid by the hour to push a rock off a road, uh, then, yep, okay. You could push it in a zigzag fashion um, so that it takes you longer. Uh, and you'll get paid more, you know if you're getting paid by the hour. Or, of course, you know, it's only if you're an idiot. Uh, you could also sit on the rock for half an hour um, and, and then push it. Um, okay, so they're the options if you're getting paid by the hour. Um, so, um, now, if you're getting paid by the amount of work done, you know, maybe push it in a zigzag fashion because work equals the force that you're applying to the concrete block times the distance that you're that you're pushing that rock through okay so if you know you, you sign a contract you know with dr abby your boss and um he's the boss on all these work sites in my examples his name's dr abby he's not a real doctor if you, if you skin your knee, he's not going to be able to put a band-aid on it. He doesn't know how to do that. But he's a doctor of something. A doctor of bulldust. Since my god, just leave that alone. Anyway, so, uh, Dr. Abby, um, you can outsmart him. Okay, he says, uh, I want that rock off that road. I'll pay you um, by the amount of work you do in pushing that rock off the road. So... Um, if you push that rock fast, you know, hard and fast, um, then you're exerting a very strong force. You know, and if you keep accelerating that rock, just keep pushing that rock as um, hard as you can and um, get it off the road really fast, I will pay you uh, an amount of money that equals the amount of force that you're exerting on that rock, which will be very high, times the distance that you push that rock through anyway and you say great yeah all right I'll do that and uh, he says oh great all right well I make it about two meters um, so uh, but you know get to work and um, off you go you know um, so what you do is um, you push that rock with a very high force two kilometers along the road and then push it off and then you go up to Dr. Abby and I'll say uh, and say can I have $20,000 please and he says uh, say what <laughs> uh, uh, that was the contract work equals force times distance I pushed it a very long distance to get off the road 
You bastard. Um, he's got a funny little accent, actually, Dr. Abby. You bastard. <laughs> he's, um, he's been watching, uh, he's been watching YouTube clips from America, so he says, you bastard. Okay, so, there's two options. So, work equals force times distance. Linear force. Um, now, you uh, push, you know, force can be applied in a line. It doesn't have to be a straight line. You know, you might have zigzagged that rock all the way down the road laughing at about all, all the money you're making. Um, it's still linear force because, you know, you're going in a line. It doesn't have to be a straight line. Did I say straight line? No. Yeah, just a line curvy line, zigzag line, whatever, you just push that rock a kilometre down the road and then push it off the road. Um, actually, get your brother and your sister and your cousin and, you know, get everybody in to take turns um, and push it, you know, 40 kilometres down the road and then push it off the road and then send Dr. Abby the bill. Now, when he said you, you know, he didn't say that you weren't allowed to subcontract. You know, you could make a fortune out of this. Look, it all makes a point. Work equals force times distance. Now, um, and uh, if you're getting paid by the hour, you know, just push it off slowly and uh, just sit on the rock, honestly, for about four hours and then push it off and you'll be right. Okay, um, if you're getting paid by uh, the amount of work done, um, make sure you do a lot of um, pushing, uh, but over a long distance, you know, um, and, and then you'll get paid a lot of money. You know. Now, um, so look, that illustrates what linear force is. Yeah, it's force pushed along a line. Now the crocodile that is um, has uh, Paul Stitson on a virtual spit. Yeah, he's rolling him in a river, drowning him, um, and he's exerting a force as well. But he's not going. Paul Stitson's not going anywhere. He's just rotating without moving in any um, linear fashion, you know, not, not moving left, right, not moving north, south, not moving up, down. He's actually staying where he is. His centre of gravity is static, you know, right there, not moving. So he's not moving, but he is rolling, he is turning, you know, and that crocodile is turning him underwater. He's turning him because he wants to drown him. That's what crocodiles do. So he's rotating him inside the water, under the water, and um, Paul Stitson is not moving left, right, up, down, north, south, east or west. He's just rotating. And yet, um, the crocodile, you know, is doing work. He is exerting a force. Look, it really does look like he's exerting a force. Um, so, um, what is the nature of this force, you know? Well, it's just force, you know, it's just force. It's just another force. But we give it a special word uh, because we do notice that, you know, that um, it does, you know, just a different descriptive word. We like to be very descriptive in English. It's the same thing, you know, um, but a different form of the same thing. And um, it's still mechanical work. Um, uh, sorry, mechanical force being applied. And, you know, to... Uh, Paul Stitson by the crocodile in the form of rotating him and the word is talk. Man, can that crocodile apply some talk? 
And uh, man, can Charlie apply some talk too?